welcome to the Park to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we'll try. I'm your host, Allie, and as always, joined by my lovely co-host, CJ. How are you doing tonight, CJ? I am doing well. How are you doing, Allie? I am great. This has been fun so far. We're just <laughs> getting started. <laughs> yeah, we are just getting started. Um, for those of you who don't know, we are recording this podcast episode tonight, and we're also live on Instagram on Park to Park Pod and my like fun Disney account, The Weekly Mouse. So for all our Instagram listeners, hi, we're recording hi. our next episode of Park <laughs> to Park Pod right now. Yep. Uh, so thank you all for joining us today, whether you're listening to this on Instagram right now on February 5th, or whether you're listening to this on whatever day that this is going live on wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you, uh, yeah. regardless of where you're listening. So this yeah. episode, um, we're going to talk about the areas surrounding the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts, kind of get into the history of those areas, where Disneyland and Disney World are and why they are where they are. Um, yeah, before we get started, though, we talked about this really briefly before we started recording. Um, something that I wanted to mention, I was going back to listen to our old episodes and things at Walt Disney World in Disneyland have changed since we recorded. We talked about parades weren't back yet and character meet and greets weren't back. Things have changed since COVID you know, has changed things at, at both coasts. So please, before you go to the parks, check the Disneyland website, check Walt Disney World web website, check Disney Parks blog. Things that we talked about not being open are now starting to reopen. So if you're listening to these episodes that we recorded like three or four months ago, things have changed since then. So make sure you go back. Um, or if you're going back to listen, make sure you check before you go to the parks. So yeah, moving on to this episode, Allie, take it away. How did Walt Disney choose Anaheim for Disneyland? So the original idea for Disneyland was, um, and I know a lot of people, if you've seen the Disneyland 50th anniversary uh, video that was in Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln for a very, very long time. Um, so it was- I think it's know, still there, actually. Is it really still there? That's great, I mean, because I love that video, and I love Steve I'm Martin, and I sure. love Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was there at least before the parks closed for COVID. I don't know if it's still there now. So they wanted to build a little park area in uh, near Burbank next to the studios. But as the idea got bigger, the space required also got bigger. So we did some research. We read an OC Register article where it said they considered Buena Park, uh, Riverside, and San Diego. And the Buzz Price Papers, which if you have like four hours to rabbit hole down like 130 pages of Disney history, this is like one of the most fascinating documents I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, well, hold up. I would say like eight to 10 hours because that one, <laughs> that one document we looked at was what, like 160 pages? It was insane. It is an insane Disney rabbit hole. And it's talking, it talks about like, here are the number of flags in Disneyland, where each of them are. Oh, and like there's two 49 star flags because when these papers were published, there were only 49 states. Yeah, and what <laughs> each flag means and yeah. why and why that flag was chosen. And then there, um, it talked about every single plaque in the park and what the plaque says and where it's located. And then it talked about the animals in the park the non-animatronic ones and the animatronic yeah. ones, and the, <laughs> where the, they come from. 
the horses have time cards and like they're only allowed to work certain number of hours it's crazy i love it yeah. it was such it was such a fascinating rabbit hole anyways yes. um so some of the information that we deemed relevant to this episode from the buzz price papers so they looked at population trends freeways um, environment, zoning, tax rates. They didn't want areas that had oil wells or oil leases, any topographical challenges, uh, golf courses, government land, and so on. They were looking at, you know, it has to be the right size, the right, right size, the right desirability, the right price. And then in the end, it was 160 acres near Anaheim uh, was deemed the top option. So that's where they purchased. Um, the OC Register article called it an amoeba of land between <laughs> LA County and Santa Ana, uh, and the purchase price was $879,000 in, you know, 1950s dollars. I did not do the conversion for what that would be today, but that's I imagine pretty, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty amazing because I feel like you can hardly buy a house for that much in Anaheim for, you know, $879,000 today. Yeah. <laughs> let alone a piece of land with Disneyland on it for that much, <laughs> you know? Well, okay, Disneyland wasn't on it when they bought the land, like... <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just saying, like, that's... A, and I, and I, I agree, it's an amoeba of land, and you think about where Santa Ana is, it's like a stone's throw from Anaheim, and then yeah. L.A. County really isn't that far from Anaheim either, right? It's, like, only a couple yeah. cities away, yeah. yeah. So, CJ, talk to us about Disney World. Disney World <laughs> kind of has an interesting story here as it goes here in Orlando. They were looking, they needed more space, right? In Anaheim, they they, land, they ran into the problem where they ran out of space very quickly. Once Disneyland blew up in popularity, um, Disney just couldn't get the land immediately surrounding Disneyland. All these motels popped up. And I think Walt always had regrets that all these other companies built motels right outside their property and they just couldn't get get control of that so right. when they were looking for for places to build Walt Disney World um, Orlando kind of popped up as, as a good option um, Central Florida was already pretty well established with a decent tourist area there's beaches um, there's an area called Cypress Gardens which was known as the water ski capital of the world um, and actually it closed in 2009 and it's now part of Legoland uh, we're going to go to Legoland for the first time later this year, so I'll check it out when I'm there. Oh, nice. Walt already had ties to the area. His parents got married in Kissimmee, which is not far from here. It's like maybe 10, 15 minutes south of Walt Disney World. There was already an established highway system, and um, the population, there's um, NASA is here, so the aerospace industry was pretty well built up. And the agriculture industry was strong as well. I mean, citrus is pretty big here. So Disney was looking to buy land, um, but anything with the Disney name on it is going to come at a price. So they came up with these fake corporations. So Latin American Development Management Corp was one of the names, Reedy Creek Ranch Corporation. So they ended up buying, you know, a ton of land and and that's how it came to be. And they bought a, a ton of land basically. And then there was this press conference where Walt Disney revealed like, hey, I'm the guy who's buy who's buying all this land, right? So they ended up buying Surprise! about 20. Yeah, it's me. I'm buying the land here. And and Walt went went on the air with the governor and and they had this really nice ch nice chat. And and Walt said, you know, there's some things from Disneyland that I'd like to take here, some classic attractions and some new things I'd like to do. And he talked about Epcot. I'm gonna bring Epcot over here. 
And there's a really great video about Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Um, of course, Epcot, as Walt wanted it, never really came to be. It's a lot different than, than what he wanted. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot bigger of an area than Anaheim. They have the space for everything that they wanted to do. And even today, driving around, it's clear there's a lot more space. But what I find really interesting is both Anaheim and Orlando have some things in common. There's that aerospace background uh, with manufacturing for the aerospace industry. There's beaches, there's tourism, there's agriculture. They both kind of come from that same background. And actually, the the weather is kind of similar. Orlando, you add in the humidity, but the heat is similar. Um, and, you know, it's I know you're disagreeing with me, but I think the heat, I mean, I mean, there's like not snowstorms, right? Okay, I'll give you that. They're both relatively Sunny. close to the coast. Like, yes. but you know, we we're, we can talk. Do you want to talk about the weather now? Sure, let's do it. Because we, we did the research on that. The hottest month on average in Anaheim, according to weatherspark.com, in Anaheim, the hottest month is August with an average high of 85. CJ, okay. Orlando. It's tied July and August with 90. Okay. Uh, the coolest month in Anaheim on average is December with a high of 68. Okay. Orlando's January with 71. Okay. Uh, the wettest month is February with approximately five days of rain. Okay. And this is where we start to get different. Here, it's July, August with 20 days of rain. <laughs> That's that's six months and 15 days. Like, <laughs> uh, the driest month uh, is July in Anaheim with an average of 0.2 days of rain. And here it's November, December with five days of rain. I'm just saying, when I mean the weather is similar, we're not talking like snowstorm, blizzard, whiteout conditions, right? Like, it's... Generally, most of the year, it's nice weather. You want to be outside. Except in July and August when it's 90 degrees and rains for 20 days. Okay, but it's not that bad. Like, people still go outside when it's like that. That doesn't mean they like it. I like it. <laughs> I don't. I, I live okay. in Texas, and your humidity is terrible. But then it Anyways, the, the, average, the average rainfall per year in Anaheim is only 14 inches. Yeah, here it's like 51 to 52 inches. And then just for a little bit of perspective, in the United States, the average rainfall is about 38 inches. Yeah, we get a lot more rain than normal here. But the way that it, the way that it works is like it'll rain for maybe an hour in the afternoon in the summer and it starts to cool off after that. You just got to you got to wait for that afternoon rain shower and then it feels really good and it's that's just how it goes that's that's a matter of opinion and my opinion is you're wrong <laughs> okay well agree to disagree <laughs> okay we do not see eye to eye on the weather here we don't <laughs> that's why I'm not moving to Florida sorry mom and dad okay well let's talk about how these um areas have grown in population because another thing that Anaheim and Orlando have in common is that in the wake of Disney moving into these areas, they've seen a significant population boom. Now, whether or not that's because of the tourism industry com coming in remains to be seen, but 
they have experienced population boom. So Allie, tell me about Orange County, California and Anaheim and what's happened to their populations. So we got info from the 1950 census. Um, that's, you know, the last census year before Disneyland exists. So Orange County population in 1950, Orange County, California, uh, 214,061. And this and, is from census.gov. This is not like Wikipedia numbers. This is official government yeah. census numbers. This was this was an old PDF. Like, well, I guess the PDF itself isn't necessarily old. It's a PDF <laughs> of a very old document. The that PDF I'm, like, from 1950. <laughs> yeah, they had PDFs in 1950, don't you know? Um, anyways, Anaheim population 1950 was 14,522. Yeah, Anaheim was really agricultural back then. It was starting to turn more manufacturing, industrial, aerospace kind of stuff. As the Cold War heated up, it turned more that way. And actually, fun fact, Anaheim used to have um, a pretty strong grape and wine industry. But there was one year that disease came in and killed off the crops. And it was like a recurring disease. And so that killed the grape industry. So would you okay. like me to go over the 2020 numbers now? Yeah, sure. Uh, Orange County, California in 2020, 3.1 million. So, you know, so, we go from 200,000 in 1950 to 3 million 70 years later. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a significant increase for sure. And for Anaheim, you go from 14,000 and change in 1950 to 346,000 in 2020. Like, that's big population <laughs> growth. Huge population growth. And yeah, you think about the jobs created for Anaheim and Orange County by Disneyland. That's a lot of jobs. I think they're mm -hmm. the biggest employer, one of the biggest employers in the area for sure. They they might be the biggest employer in Orange County. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head, but they're certainly one of the biggest. Orange County, Florida's population in 1950 was 114,114. A lovely number. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> And Orlando's population that same year was almost 52,000, which was a lot larger than Anaheim's population the same year. Mm -hmm. And by 2020, Orange County, Florida's population increased to 1.4 million, whereas Orange County, California's population was 3.1 million. So Orange County, Florida was like not even 50% of Orange County, California's population. And in 2020, Orlando's population was 307,573. So about 40,000 less than Anaheim's. Oh, Orlando and Orange County, Florida are lagging behind Anaheim and Orange County, California. And I looked it up. Uh, the <laughs> biggest employer in Orange County is the Walt Disney Company, which employs about 30,000 people. Orange County, California. Orange right. County, California. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same story out here just based on the pack, the fact that the parks here are bigger and there's more resorts and all that. Yes. And I was going to say, you know, when we're talking about population, what was I going to say? What were you going to say? Oh my gosh. Oh, having lived in both Orange <laughs> County, California and Orange County, Florida and the population and all that, it's a lot more densely populated in Orange County, California than it is here by far. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you've been in the suburb area, like where we live, once and you're coming back pretty soon um but it's just driving around in southern california there's like no open space at all yeah you know like <laughs> and honestly like i've flown to southern california a few times you know from texas and it's just 
Like I've flown into Long Beach and I've flown into LAX and I've flown into John Wayne airport. And for each of those, you're flying in and you look down and it's just gray. It's just yeah. buildings everywhere. Where in contrast, yeah. when I fly back home to Austin and I'm just like, look at all these trees. Look at all this greenery. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. And, and when you when you're driving on the freeways in Southern California, you cannot tell a distinction from city to city to city to city. It's just it's just endless. You cannot yeah. tell. If it weren't for the sign saying you're now entering Anaheim, you're now entering Costa Mesa, you're now entering Santa, you would not know. Yeah. You 100% would not know. Yeah. Whereas that, I feel like the greater Orlando area, each city has kind of its unique flair. Vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's a unique vibe. You can you can tell that you're in a different area. And there's green open space between each area. So it has room to grow. I don't know why this area is kind of lagging in population compared to Orange County, California. I'm not really, you know, I have theories. Maybe the weather, I mean, the weather in Orange County, California is deemed more desirable. <laughs> I noticed uh, how carefully you worded that. Well, it is. I mean, that's that's how people perceive it. Um, but you but disagree. I, think, I mean, I, personally, yeah, to me, the weather is not worth living in California for like the, the price of living there is so high to me. It's not worth it. I don't know. I think there's a lot of great reasons to live here over California. But this is we're we're not doing a podcast on where you should live. We're doing a podcast on no. Disney parks and, you know, what's yeah. around them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went on Google Maps and I uh -huh. went on to satellite view and I typed in Disneyland. And pretty much all around it, you got you got freeway, you got a yeah. whole bunch of housing. It's very high density housing. There's some single family homes, uh, there's condos and apartments. But you know, if you want to live near Disneyland, see the fireworks from your backyard every night, like it's it's theoretically possible. People who visit Disneyland, um, they get very very upset when the fireworks are canceled. And they get canceled frequently at Disneyland because the fire marshal, they, every single night, they send up a test balloon. Mm -hmm. And if the wind is blowing a certain direction at a certain speed, they call it off because the houses are so close to Disneyland. Yeah. They cannot risk burning down somebody's house to, to yeah. put on a fireworks show. Um, and they do get called off very frequently. And, uh, you know, I used to work guest services at the hotels and people would come to the front desk and say fireworks got canceled I want a refund on my ticket and we'd say I'm sorry we don't make that's the fire marshal's decision we're not going to argue with that but that just goes to show you how closely in the houses are packed in right next mm -hmm. to Disneyland whereas here in Orlando it can be pretty windy and they'll still launch the fireworks we've been here 10 months now and fireworks have gone off pretty much every single I can't think of a night where I haven't heard the fireworks go off well, again, it's a lot more humid in Florida. You don't hear mm -hmm. about wildfires in Florida. No. Like, that's no. unheard of. Like, you hear hurricanes in Florida. But wildfires yeah. <laughs> in California go hand in hand. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. you don't want to be the cause of that. Yeah, and there's not houses right behind the park, you know? <laughs> They're not yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so also near Disneyland, you've got, obviously, all those hotels. Um, there's the Anaheim Convention Center, a bunch of restaurants, uh, getting spreading out a little bit farther from immediately next to Disneyland. You got some schools. There's some big box retailers. Uh, you have business parks. And for whatever reason, there's a whole lot of like wholesale, like stone and tile companies. 
Um, the closer you get to like Angel Stadium and the Honda Center, the more like wholesale building supply places you see. And I'm not really sure why, but like you do you, Anaheim. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I wonder how long those businesses have been there and if they used to be other types of manufacturing and then they converted to this, you know, because Orange County has just grown and grown and grown in population and more new housing has come in and, and they saw that that need needed to be filled. And so they thought, oh, let's just put in a granite warehouse or whatever. Yeah. I mean, jobs, jobs that aren't Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Angel Stadium Honda Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go Angels. Woo. It is a weird mix. You're right. In Florida, the, the highways are like not right on top of Walt Disney World like they are at Disneyland. You don't, the five freeways like right there next to Disneyland and it's not the same at Walt Disney World. There's multiple ways to leave property. And when you start leaving property, you see like swampland and trees and waterways. And it's it's not like that at Disneyland at all. Um, if you head north, you're going to see suburban areas and grocery stores and where like locals live. Um, and then to the east is touristy stuff. You're going to find like SeaWorld and Universal and stuff like that. The south is touristy. It's where like Kissimmee is. And then... To the west, that's where I live, you'll find suburban stuff. And, you know, in the suburban areas, you'll find some hotels, but not not that many. And then the suburban areas, we kind of talked about this. It's not really high-density housing like you'll find in California. And then, of course, in the suburban areas, you'll find schools and stuff like that. And then past the touristy areas, you'll find more suburban areas. And there's lots of golf courses out here, tons of golf courses. And, in fact, the golf course by our house is um, – I saw the sign. It said – Oh, what did it say? It's like the nation's largest putting green or something like that, or the nation's largest, um, not putting green, driving range. Yeah. And the PGA tour is out here. There was some like PGA tour, like demonstration going on and there was like big stuff set up for that. So it's like a, a pretty big golf course out here there, and there's lots of them out here and there's lots of other theme parks out here. Uh, there's a lot of downtown areas that are really fun. Um, Orlando is really like downtown Orlando is really fun. And yeah, there's lots of different highways going different ways. What I find interesting is there's the I-4, Interstate 4, which is the, one of the deadliest highways in the United States. I think it's the deadliest interstate in the United States, actually. <laughs> so fun fact about the I-4. Be really careful if you're driving. That's not a fun fact. Okay, a morbid fact about the I-4. Be really careful if you're driving on the I-4. It's really scary. I try to avoid it at all costs. But what I find interesting is it runs east to west, but it's an interstate. And we're in the middle of Florida on a peninsula. <laughs> so I'll be honest, I have been meaning to like look at the Google look at Google Maps and understand how exactly it goes east to west. Like it must run like like on a diagonal. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out in my head, but yeah. Well, anyway, why figure it's very... it out in your head when you can Google Maps it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's kind of interesting out here, but yeah, a lot of it's really spread out, and I feel like the downtown areas and the individual cities are unique. They have unique flares to them. All right, let's talk about theme parks in the area because yeah, one let's... thing. One thing that these areas have in common is they have theme parks. Yeah. Lots of fun things to do. Theme parks. What are some theme parks around Disneyland besides Disneyland? So there's Universal Studios Hollywood. 
there's Legoland down in San Diego and SeaWorld also down in San Diego. You have Knott's Berry Farm, which is in Buena Park, which hmm, wasn't well considering Buena Park for Disneyland at mm-hmm. one point. Um, interesting. Hmm. Uh, you got Six Flags Magic Mountain in Valencia, and those are what I call like the the main like big box parks. Like I don't want to call them like the Walmart and Target of theme parks, but like they're the ones that everybody knows. <laughs> they kind of are the Walmart and Target of theme parks. <laughs> Uh, there are some some smaller parks as well. So there's Pacific Park at the Santa Monica Pier, which is so much fun. Um, you have Adventure City. There's Belmont Park. There's Castle Park. Uh, there's, I don't there's even also know what those ones. are. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't well, know Belmont what those Park are. is in San Diego, and they've got I think they've got a wooden roller coaster based on um, Google oh. Maps. And then like I I feel like Castle Park is like one of the ones that you like drive by like when we were going to visit family in the Inland Empire, and it's got like the like oh yeah yeah you know, know what you're talking about, about. yeah <laughs> okay okay I totally thought Belmont Park was a horse racing track. <laughs> no, well I mean. There are probably horse racing stuff affiliated and in the nearby area <laughs> affiliated, like a Philly. Like, oh, anyways, yeah, I'm so funny. sorry huh? for that. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Um, but no, from Google, um, this was one of the ones that when I typed Southern California theme parks, it came up and it had a picture of a wooden roller coaster. So there you go. Okay. Can you imagine if Disneyland was built in Buena Park, how different Buena Park would be? And I think it would be like Anaheim is now. Well, I went to Buena Park. Well, I went to Knott's recently, like two years ago, two or three years ago, and it was not a nice place. It was just like I felt uncomfortable and unsafe, whereas I know Disney invests money into making Anaheim, especially right around Disney, like nice. You know, they keep it up. They keep the city up. And I know the non-Disney owned hotels, like they keep their hotel areas nice, too. Whereas Buena Park, I feel like they've kind of given up a little bit and it just didn't, it didn't feel nice. And so I so, just wonder how different Buena Park would be had Disney selected Buena Park for their location. I just, I just want to uh, clarify here. Knott's Berry Farm is nice. Yeah. Knott's Berry like Farm is Knott's nice. Berry Farm. Yeah. Um, lots of fun. My grad night was there and it was a lot of fun, but like getting there is weird and like the, yeah. the surrounding area is really weird and I feel like yeah. I've heard of people like hopping over the fence and just getting into the park and that would never happen with Disneyland like security would no. be on them like no. immediately yeah it's like once you're in the park it's fine but I don't know the surrounding area is just not that not that great I remember like the last time I went there we parked in like a dirt lot next to a McDonald's and it was just weird yeah yeah <laughs> I was there for Not Scary Farm when I was working oh. as a teacher. Why? Some of the kids wanted to go. I was chaperoning the field trip, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't do any of the houses or anything. I think I went on one ride, and I one of the students was a little, like, freaked out. And so I stayed with him most of the night with other teacher, and I played some of the little games that they had. Um, so we were there at night. And at night, I don't know, I just, I personally didn't feel very safe. Yeah. And I'm glad that we stayed in the parking lot and in the park and then went back to the car at the end of the night. 
I, just, I I had a strong reaction to not scary farm and just to clarify I don't like scary I don't do scary CJ is much better at scary things the scary <laughs> movies than I am so that's <laughs> I, nothing against not scary farm if that's your thing it is not yeah my thing <laughs> and honestly for for SoCal scary attractions like they're the ones to do scary yes, them and absolutely. them and Universal have the corner on the market for scary attractions they're yes. they're the and for the like the Halloween to. Horror Nights and for and Not Scary Farm, like if you want to be scared, oh, uh, Magic Mountain has one too, though. Um, oh, they Magic do. Mountain, yeah, they do. I remember um, I was there one time with I don't remember if we were married yet, but with my now husband, and it was like it was getting close to Halloween time and it was getting close to dark, and that's when all the scary people come out, and I was like, we need to get out of here now <laughs> before the people start scaring me. Yeah, I just I wonder. Because Walter Knott was, you know, the founder of Knott's Berry Farm, and Walter Knott and Walt Disney actually got along well. They were they were friends, you know, they were kind of like crosstown rivals, but they respected each other and got along really well. And I just wonder, had Walt built a park like, you know, right across the street from from Knott's, because Knott's was around before Disneyland was. Mm-hmm. Maybe Walt Disney would have acquired Knott's Berry Farm at some point and merged into a different type of resort than what we know today like it could have been a very different story for Disneyland um and for Buena Park really I don't know I just like to think about how things would have changed for Buena Park for Disneyland who knows it could have been a totally different story all right meanwhile in (laughs) Orlando Orlando has really similar theme parks it has Universal Legoland and SeaWorld as well it also has Gatorland which is a really Florida thing (laughs) you know everyone thinks like Florida Gators well gotta have Gatorlands um, it has Fun Spot America, and there's a couple locations for that. That's, you know, there's one close to a Target that we go to, and it has one of those like slingshot things where like oh, you no, thank you really high in the air. Yeah, I see that, and I'm like, why would you go on that? And I think about all the rain and the humidity here, and then I think, aren't the bolts on that thing just rusting away in the humidity? <laughs> and I have no desire to do that. Um, and then there's something called Icon Park, which is like a shopping and dining area, but there's also a couple, like there's a very small aquarium in there and some small exhibits, but there's also a very large Ferris wheel and a couple of attractions like that. So there's, there's, you know, some, some larger, like big box theme parks as you call them, but also some very unique Florida attractions too. So I feel like the two have equivalent theme parks. Yeah, and for for Universal, just to um, point out, Universal Studios Hollywood is just one theme park, but in Orlando, there's Universal Orlando, and there's Islands of Adventure. And And they have a water park. And they have a water park. Um, Knott's Berry Farm also has a water park. I didn't mention it, but they have a water park, too. Uh, Soak City! (laughs) Yeah, Soak City! And SeaWorld here has a water park also. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one in San Diego, but I didn't do the research to find that out, so I cannot say for sure. And I think Legoland here has a water park. I think Legoland San Diego might have a water park, too. I'm not sure. I've never been to Legoland on either coast, but for Christmas, my parents got me, my husband, and my son Legoland tickets, so we're going to go this year at some point and get the lay of the Legoland and figure it out. (laughs) But on here all night. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about shopping experiences because there's a lot of shopping in Orange County, California and Orange County, Florida. What kind of shopping can you do around Disneyland? 
Uh, so I listed some of the highlights. There's a lot of malls, um, but some of the most well-known uh, South Coast Plaza is a big, mm-hmm. big mall and it's high end. Uh, there's yeah. Suburban, yeah. Go ahead. Do you have anything more to say or just, yeah? Well, I just remember, <laughs> I remember like I would like to go when I lived there, I like to do my Christmas shopping there because there's such a variety of stores there. And I remember tour buses would drop people off there. Yeah, I remember seeing tour buses there. And it's one of those malls that has guest services to help people who were not from the area. It's a fancy mall. Anyways, Uh, continue. Anyways, you also have the Irvine Spectrum, which we've mentioned, we mentioned it on the um, downtown Disney um, versus Mm -hmm. Disney Springs, but the Spectrum is big. Yeah. Um, You have the Anaheim Garden Walk. Uh, There's Universal City Walk, uh, which also exists in Orlando. I see it's not on your list, but Universal Mm -hmm. City Walk um, is a place you can go. Uh, Lots of antique stores in Old Town Orange. Um, And if you're feeling really fancy, you can go up to Rodeo Drive. (laughs) Yeah, that's have you been there? Um, I think I think the only time I've been there was um, fun history lesson about me and CJ. We did um, at one point in our life, we did like background acting. Um, and one of them, I think we had to go to Rodeo Drive for it. <laughs> you did. I didn't. And then yeah. I think it got cut. <laughs> yeah, I drove by it once. I don't remember when or under what circumstances, but I went once and it made an impression on me because I remember it. And I remember thinking, wow, this is like a whole nother world. Like it didn't feel like Los Angeles. It was like, whoa, what is this place? This is why the celebrities live in LA, not the parts of LA that the freeway goes through. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It was like, it was like its own separate bastion of LA. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, it was nice. (laughs) It fancy. <laughs> yeah, it was fancy. Okay, so in Walt Disney World area, there's a lot of outlet malls. There's like two or three different outlet malls. Outlet shopping is like a thing here. And to an extent, I felt like it was a thing in Southern California when I lived there, but it seems yeah. like much more of a thing here than it was in Southern California. The mall at Millennia is a really big mall area, and it kind of surprised me when I moved here. Like, it was a big, it kind of reminded me of South Coast Plaza. You know how South Coast Plaza has, like, the main mall and there's the bridge to the other mall area mm-hmm. and there's, like, surrounding. It's it's kind of like the South Coast Plaza. There's the Lakeland Antique Mall, which is, like, a 40 to 45-minute drive from here. And what's cool about that is there's a shop where they sell stuff that was used in the theme parks. And it, it's kind of like Company D. For those who don't know, Company D is... I don't, I don't know if they call it Company D here in Florida, but for cast members at Disneyland, it's a cast member only store where you can go buy stuff that was, uh, that they couldn't sell in the parks or they pulled from the park for whatever reason. And there was a section of the store called, oh, what was it called? Well, didn't we, Prop- call, we call it the cage. <laughs> yeah, it was called the cage because it was in a cage, but it was called property control. And that was stuff that was specifically used in like as a prop in the um in the in the theme parks and only cast members could shop there. So the Lakeland Antique Mall sells that kind of stuff that was used in the theme parks here in Florida. Um so that's pretty cool and the public can go in there. And then there's Disney outlet stores which used to exist in California but they have kind of gone away in California. So you can still shop at those here in Florida. 
And there's a lot of downtown areas that have unique one-of-a-kind stores, and there's a lot of farmer's markets. You mentioned there's Universal City Walk here as well. I haven't been there yet, so maybe one day I'll make it down here. So, yeah, there's a lot of different types of shopping opportunities here. I would say they're very comparable to what you can find in Southern California. Oh, the other weird, I'm sorry, I totally forgot to mention this. The other weird thing that you can find here in Florida that I don't feel like you can find around Disneyland is these weird roadside attractions. Okay, like what? (laughs) Okay, so we went to this place. It was like a pumpkin patch slash citrus farm slash they sell locally grown honey and salsa and sauces and sodas and beers and like shrunken gator heads <laughs> okay one of those things is not like the others i'm I sorry know. what <laughs> it was like they sold gator heads that were like small i don't know it was weird <laughs> it was weird it was on the side of the highway <laughs> it was like the stand i don't know and I'm not making this up, okay? It I was don't on think the side. <laughs> it was on. It was on the side of the road in Claremont, and they sold oranges and stuff. And you could like go into the orange groves and pick things. Pick oranges, maybe. <laughs> yeah, pick oranges and other produce. And then they sold like gator heads and stuff. Were were the I'm sorry, were these like real gator heads or were they just I, like faithful reproductions? <laughs> I think they were real. They're the Trader Sams of gators. <laughs> I think so. Gator Sams. Gator. <laughs> yes, you're right. I, they're like gator Sams. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you laugh so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So yeah, there's these weird. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, there's these weird roadside things like that, and they're not like all over the place. They're like out in the sticks, and yeah. Well, we we do have some of that like around the Austin area, like when you're yeah, but that's not yeah, that's not Anaheim. I'm just saying, like I know what you mean because there's like I. I'm gonna get this wrong. Austin people, Texas people. I'm so sorry, but I feel like there's like a snake place between Austin and San Antonio. And like, I'm just like, what is this? I think maybe the closest thing that would come to that is maybe like Cook's Corner sells something like that in the canyon. Maybe. Uh, Cook's Corner does not sell shrunken heads of anything. (laughs) Cook's Corner is a biker bar. Yeah, but they probably sell some weird souvenirs, you know? They sell all-you-can-eat spaghetti for, like, $2. They do, and that's a weird anomaly in Southern California, <laughs> right? But it's not, It's I will admit, it's not on the same level as shrunken gator heads, but it's... No, it's, it's nowhere a, near the level of shrunken gator heads. One's but a it's really a, great deal on spaghetti. The other one is a, <laughs> is a gator head. <laughs> You're right. It's weird. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. Okay, let's move on to cruises and excursions within a reasonable driving distance, which we defined as three hours or less from Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Allie, this is, okay, let's set the ground ground rules. This is not an exhaustive list of every possible thing. I mean, Southern California and Central Florida, there's a lot to do within three hours of these places. So we kind of hit 
the highlights and we grouped some things together. So Allie hit the highlights. I mean, I wouldn't even say I hit all the highlights. I would say I hit all the highlights that are close enough. Yeah. So you can cruise from the port of Long Beach. Uh, you can go to Catalina Island. Uh, jumping back to Long Beach, you could go to the Queen Mary. Uh, there's everything that you can do in Los Angeles. Everything that you can do in San Diego. Every single beach that you can get to. Feel like skiing? It's winter? Go up to Big Bear. Go up to Lake Arrowhead. Even in snowman. summer, you can go hiking in those areas. Like yeah, you can. In the mountains. Yeah, yeah. They turn the ski lifts into like, you want to go up, you bring your bike, and then you bike down. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. I've never done that, uh, but it's a thing that they do. Uh, you can go to the mission. There's a mission in San Juan Capistrano that every fourth grader in Orange County goes to. Uh, there's I specifically called out the Bowers Museum, the Nixon Library, and the Reagan Library, but there are so many museums in Orange County and in San Diego County and in L.A. County. Like, I could talk about museums for two hours and not name them all. Um, yeah, and, and just to point out really quick, Nixon and Reagan both had connections to Walt Disney, so a lot of times D23, and not even just D23, but they'll bring in Disney exhibits occasionally, and they're both excellent museums on mm-hmm. their own, regardless of whether or not there's a Disney exhibit. Yeah, at the Reagan Library, there's um, an Air Force One that you can go into. It's pretty cool. And it still smells like an airplane in there somehow. <laughs> It has it does. that distinctive airplane it does. smell. <laughs> it does have that distinctive airplane smell. Yeah. Um, last thing on my list is you can get to casinos uh, within three hours of the Disneyland Resort. And most of the Should casinos you? that you can get to are 18 plus. So you don't have to be 21. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Our, Which means our family. Um, <laughs> we're full of gamblers. Yeah, I'm, I was the only one in the family who did not like going to the casinos on uh, New Year's Day. I did anyways, because I turned 18. I was like, well, got to go to the casinos. I turned 18 like three days ago. And then I was like, why am I here? For the buffet, at least. I mean. Okay. <laughs> Disney World, so, go. <laughs> okay, so within, you know, a reasonable driving distance of Walt Disney World, there's Port Canaveral, which also has a lot of cruises, including Disney cruises. And although there are no casinos close by, there's a hard rock not far from here, but the Disney company has fought really hard to keep casinos out of the general vicinity. There's actually casino cruises out of Port Canaveral <laughs> because once they get into international waters, it's fair game. And yeah, I really want to go. There's like three hour cruises and they're like 20 bucks or 30 bucks to get on. And it includes your buffet. So if my husband is listening, I would love to go on one of these cruises on like our anniversary or a date night. Just saying. You can also drive down to Miami and take a cruise. There's rocket launches from Cape Canaveral because, you know, NASA and the Kennedy Space Center and all that. Kennedy Space Center is a pretty big museum. I don't know that it's the best thing to do for little, little kids. You know, it's pretty advanced science stuff. Um, You can see the rocket launches from Disney. You're not going to see, you know, massive explosions from the rocket or anything. So you can go up close. You can take a day trip out there to see them. Or you can just watch them from the sky out here. They do get scrubbed if there's weather conditions affecting it. So um, you can check online to see if they're canceled. St. Augustine is a very old city in the country and in the state of Florida. There's a lot to see there. You can take an airboat ride. You can see some gators on these airboat tours. You can go out to Tampa. There's a theme park there called Bush Gardens. 
Um, here in Orlando, there's a little area called Bach Tower Gardens. There's Dinosaur World. You can go see drag racing or other types of car racing. Citrus Tower in Claremont is a tower where you go straight up, and it was a tower to, like, observe the citrus fields. Uh, Icon Park, which I talked about earlier. Lou Gardens is another garden area. There's Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there's all sorts of museums. Just lots of fun stuff to do. And, of course, there's, like, uh, down down south, you can go to the southernmost point. Like, there, there's a lot of really cool things to do here. Lots of day trips. Yeah. Now, those yeah. are just, like, the, like, man-made tourist attractions. But there's lots of, like, natural features, too. I For Southern California, I already mentioned the beaches and, like, the mountains that you can get to. Uh, there's also there's all sorts of parks as well. Um, I only named Irvine Regional Park, but my God, there's so many. You can go on a hike. Black Star Canyon, Whiting Ranch Park, and Crystal Cove were the examples that I mentioned. Um, and the, you can also get to the Santa Monica Mountains relatively easily as well. Oh, yeah. And there's like the Griffith Observatory. You can go hike to the Hollywood sign really easily yeah. too. And that's yeah. a fun hike. Parking is a pain, but it's a fun hike. <laughs> and here in, in Florida, there's tons of beaches. You can go to the East Coast or West Coast. Lake Louisa State Park is not that far, and the lake is beautiful. There's manatee sightings. If you're here at the right time of year, you can go see manatees in their natural habitat, or you can go see them at Epcot. There's a ton of lakes, so you can go fishing or boating, kayaking, canoeing, whatever you want to do. The West Orange Trail has like 20... 20 something miles so you can go biking running walking silver Spring. there's a lot of state parks there's silver springs state park wikiwachi springs state park lake kissimmee state park there's tons of state parks out here so whatever you want to do you can pretty much find it well, and we already talked about the weather yeah so. so that brings us to the end of our you know a versus b portion which means it is time for the final showdown Dun-dun-dun. Can we see eye to eye? Does one side stand out about above the crowd? CJ, do you need a minute to collect your thoughts? No. Okay, then hit me. Figuratively. Okay, so <laughs> as far as like what area is better, I'm going to divide this into things to do in the surrounding area versus like the land topography and geography. Okay. If that makes sense. So things to do in the surrounding area, I'm going to give it to California because I feel like there's just more to do, a little bit more to do. And there's, no, mm, this is so hard. I'm going to go back to the other, the other one, land topography and geography. I'm hands down giving it to Orlando because they have more space. It's not cramped. You're not like fighting freeway traffic to get there. The fireworks don't get canceled because there's houses right next door and the wind doesn't cause fires <laughs> from the fireworks falling on somebody's house. Like that's and it, like houses being next door doesn't affect the guest experience inside the park. Okay. Like it does at Disneyland. Fair assessment? Fair. Okay. Surrounding area, like things to do in the surrounding area. I am going to give that to California. And there's specifically one reason. And this is going to sound weird. There's greater geography. <laughs> and that's and that sounds like counterintuitive. There's mountains in California. So by greater geography, you really mean more varied? Yes. 
Yes, because if you wanted to to have a vacation where you do more than just Disney and you wanted to experience more geographical things to do, like more things to do affected by geography, you can go to the beach, you can go to Disney, and you can go skiing in the same vacation. You could honestly do it in the same day if you timed it right. You could. It would be crazy and it would be very difficult, but you could. For me... So for me, I am um, no disrespect to Florida, but I am going to give it to California on this one. Here's the thing. You're, you're right about the topography of California, you know, having more variety. It's not swamps and beaches. It's beaches and cities and hills and mountains. I just don't want to be in Florida. Like, the humidity <laughs> is gross. Like, I'll say the things to do for me are equivalent like yeah. there's there's if you can't find something to do you're doing it wrong. Like I'm sorry, you're doing it wrong. Like there's And I think that holds true for either coast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That applies that applies honestly on any vacation like <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Whether it's a Disney vacation or not. You know, to me the weather of Southern California is consistently better than the weather in Florida. And that, to me, makes it more enjoyable. So I'm kind of split 50-50 on this, and you're California. Yeah, I'm also probably a little bit biased. (laughs) So if I had to pick just one, like how the surrounding area affects your Disney experience. This is so hard. Isn't it? I think, I, oh man. I really think if the question is based on how your surrounding experience, okay, if the question is based on how the surrounding area affects your experience in a Disney park, which one is better, California or Florida, I would still, I think, go with Florida. Okay. Based on the space issue, because, like, think about, like, the high-density housing in California affecting, like, the traffic even getting into the park. And their lack of ability to grow the theme park beyond their existing boundaries, it makes it really difficult. And like I said before, they can't even shoot off the fireworks some nights when it's too windy because the fireworks are going to fall in houses and start a fire. Like, that's a problem. Just basic things like that, you know, it's stuff stuff like that. I mean, you, you just said the amenity, or not the amenities, but... The things to do in the areas are really similar. The theme parks and shopping and non-man, the natural stuff is really similar on both par- on both coasts. Like those things are pretty much equal. So for me, it boils down to space. And Walt Disney World has more space, and I think in a lot of ways that makes for a more comfortable vacation experience. Even like flying over Florida, you see a lot of green space, and in California, you don't see a lot of green space. And I think for me that when you're talking about a Disney vacation, that weighs out over, I'm probably not in a Disney vacation. I'm probably not going to take the time to go to the mountains. I'm probably not going to take the time to go to the beach. I'm just, if my goal is a Disney vacation, I'm just probably not going to take the time to do that. And so that's going to push it over the edge for me. Well, if that makes sense. There are no wrong answers to this. Like it just, it depends on who you are and what you want. And that's, you know, you, yeah. you have your opinion, and I have mine. <laughs> I it's a hard question, though. It really is. It, is, it both, really is. 
I know. Like there's, there's a lot of great things about California. Like I can't deny, like there's a lot of great shopping. There's a lot of great theme parks and there's, you know, the mountains there are beautiful and the beaches there are beautiful too. And Knott's Berry Farm has a ton of great history and it's an older theme park than Disneyland. And it paved the way for Disneyland in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's, there's, there's cool things to see there too. But I think in this question, how does the surrounding area affect your theme park experience? Florida is going to win for me, even though it's more humid. <laughs> All right. Well, we do not see eye to eye on this one, but that's okay. okay. And this is, only okay. The second, this is only the second time we haven't seen eye to eye. So thank you all uh, for joining us for our discussion of the areas around the theme parks in Orlando and in Anaheim. Uh, so we want to know what you guys think. If you're on Instagram, you can comment. Uh, you can, you know, we're at park to park pod with the number two. We're also on Twitter, allegedly, uh, park to park pod with the number two. Uh, that might just be the running joke. We're allegedly on Twitter. Uh, we definitely have a Twitter account. Whether or not it tweets is a whole nother question. It remains uh, to be seen. We also allegedly have a TikTok account, but there has... We do? Yes, I made a TikTok account for us. There has nothing ever been posted on it. It might wow. be private. Um, anyways, you can follow us on TikTok at Park2ParkPod if you want. Maybe we'll post something one day and you'll be like, wait, when did I follow this account? That's really weird. <laughs> uh, you can email us uh, at Park2ParkPod at gmail.com and please leave us a review. <laughs> Guess what? Speaking of reviews, we do have some listener feedback. What's that? Well, a friend of mine, Vinny, he's listened to the first three episodes and he's like, they're really, really great so far. And I Thanks, said, Vinny. Please listen. yeah, I said, please listen to the next few. <laughs> and <laughs> a friend of mine, Katie, who, you know, from my childhood, I you know, Katie. Katie, she said, OMG, I love this podcast. And she said, you have a great podcasting voice. And I don't know if she was talking about you or me. Uh, we'll say, we'll say that she was talking about both of us. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. We love you, too. CJ, what are we talking about on our next episode? Our next episode is going to be about park admission. So how do we get into the parks? Like, do we scan a magic band? Do we scan a ticket? Do we scan our, like, phones? How do we get in? How? Um, what's, how? Help us. Do we jump the gate? I don't know. Don't um, jump the, the gate. <laughs> That's the only wrong answer you've listed. <laughs> what's park hopping like? What's magic key holders Annual pass programs, single day tickets, multi day tickets, Genie Plus, photo pass packages, entry options, all that kind of stuff, because there are differences and it's a little confusing nowadays because after COVID, things have changed a little bit. Um, and there are differences between the two parks. And if you're familiar with one, it's kind of foreign at the other one. And people, it's it's weird. Confusing. It's a little weird. Yeah, it is confusing. You know, and I go to the parks a lot and I'm, you know, I help my friends figure out ticketing options and I get confused sometimes. I'm not going to lie. So that's what we're right. talking about next time. Cool. Make sure you tune in. Slam that subscribe button on YouTube too. Don't forget. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars everywhere. <laughs> stars everywhere. Woo. See you next time, guys.